one of the beauty of the scripture, the Bible, the book that contains many books, that we see today is that the characters of the scripture, people like Abraham, David, Samuel, Eli, Elijah, and many, many more. The Bible did not hide their flaws. We see them in their strength. We see them in their weaknesses. We see their ups and downs. We see their struggles. For example, the Bible says in the book of uh, Samuel, David wept until he has no more power to weep. To be precise, David and his men, they wept until they has no more power to weep. So who says men don't cry? So we see David weeping as a result of something terrible that happened in his camp and the rest of the 400 men that were with him. But that's not where we are going. I'm just stating this to see that the Bible did not hide their ups and down. If we can see their strength, it's equally good to see them in their weaknesses. Today, I want us to quickly go into the book of um, uh, Matthew. Let's look at uh, the man called the chief of the apostles by the name Peter. Let's go to the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew chapter, uh, where do we start? Let's start from chapter 16. And I want to read from verse 15. Matthew 16 from verse 15. Then he asked, you know what? To have a clear understanding, let's take it a step further. From verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciple, who do people say that the Son of Man is? So Jesus is asking his disciple, it's like when, when you want to do a survey, that what are they saying outside that I'm not hearing. So Jesus is asking the disciple because they mix, mix with the people all the time. Jesus is asking the disciple that who do men say that I am? And let's look at the answer. Well, they reply, verse 14. Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. And others says Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. So they were able to collect the data of what people are saying about Christ Jesus. Now, I love what Jesus did. He says, you know what people are saying about me. You have heard what people are saying about me. So now let me talk to you guys. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? So Jesus is now putting the question to the disciples that now you can tell me boldly what people are saying about me. Now, I'm asking you on one-on-one, you've seen me in many uh, uh, miracles. You've seen me do many miracles. You've seen me probably in the boat sleeping. You see that I break the bread and the bread that was only five loaves and uh, uh, two fishes or either way, you see how we fed the multitude. You collect this bread from me. You were the one distributing it to the people. You see me talking to the Samaritan. You've seen all sorts. So now, who do you say that I am? Verse 16. 
Simon Peter answer he says you are the messiah the son of the living god now i want to put this question to you you have heard what your pastors is saying you have heard what your bishop is saying you have heard what many televangelists are saying who do you say christ is who is christ to you that's the question you need to answer like i said the flaws, they are ups and down. The Bible did not hide it from us. Now, see what Jesus said. Simon Peter answered in verse 16, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied in verse 17, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Another translation says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So that the revelation that you receive is not according to the flesh, it's not according to the blood. That this kind of man cannot get that revelation. That the revelation is pure by the power of my Father through the Holy Spirit. So, we read further. It says, You are blessed, Simon, John, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this. So the revelation that was revealed to Peter by the Father in heaven, in terms of the question that Jesus asked, what follow? It says, You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter. So that revelation brought about a change of name from Simon to Peter. Peter simply means the rock. In other words, it is not about what others are saying. It is about what you have received from the Father himself about Christ Jesus. Unless you have that relationship, with your Father in heaven through Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus said, No man can come to the Father except by me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. So it is about having that relationship with Christ Jesus. Peter got the, relation, Peter got the revelation according to what the Father has revealed. But this is where we are going. We're going to be done in the next 10 seconds. This is where we are going. So Jesus said in verse 18, He says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means the rock. And upon this rock, which is the rock, not Peter, please don't get it wrong. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the power of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the key of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on the earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, this is where we are going. So, see what Jesus pronounced upon the revelation that God gave through Peter. Peter made himself available one minute for the Father to be used. What follow? Verse 21, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciple plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he will suffer many terrible things in the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of the religious law. He will be killed, 
but on the third day he will be raised from the dead, which is the purpose of Christ coming into the world. For the work of the reconciliation to be done, this is the process. This is the root. Now, see the same Peter that spoke about Christ Jesus, that Jesus confirmed that the revelation that what you are, have said is a revelation that was given to you by my Father in heaven. Now, see what Jesus, see what he had to do. Now, verse 22, But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. That is another translation for he began to rebuke him, saying, for saying such thing, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will not happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter in verse 23 and said, get away from me, Satan. You are dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from human point of view and not from God's view. So, the same Peter that made himself available is the same Peter that allowed Cana or the flesh to take over and allow the devil to penetrate. Because we see Jesus rebuking the devil. He did not rebuke the uh, Peter, which is the rock. He rebuked the devil. He began to scold the devil. And don't forget from the earlier on in the beginning of the ministry of Christ Jesus, we see that the devil began to tempt Jesus in many ways. And the Bible says he left him for a while. Now, see what Jesus had to do. He had to rebuke the devil in the, in, in, in the life of Peter. I want you to pray, make me a vessel unto honor in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, if a man therefore, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, if a man therefore purge himself from these things, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctify and meet for the master's use. One minute God gave Peter revelation. He pronounced the revelation to the world. We are partaker of the revelation that Peter was able to reveal about Christ Jesus. And the next minute we see Jesus rebuking Peter. Or let me put it the way it is written. We see Jesus rebuking the devil while Peter began to speak. So don't forget Jesus operated under the discernment of the Spirit. He can recognize when the devil maneuver himself. He can recognize when the devil cunningness is at war. And I want you to know that if Peter can be a vessel one minute in the hands of the Father, the next minute he also can be a vessel in the hands of the devil. So you that you are only reading about Christ Jesus, what excuse or what, what do you think about this situation? That's why the Bible says whoever stands, should be careful lest he fall. Lord uphold me that I will not fall. If you go to 
the other gospel, you will see that Jesus already spoke about Peter. He said, the devil wants to sift you like a shaft. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith faileth not. It is the same Peter that we see that promised that, ah, Jesus, I'm going to die with you. We're going to go all the way together. And how many minutes or how many days after we see that same Peter denying Christ? I'm going to be showing you more of this. People of God, what is the purpose of this? Is that we as children of God, we are meant to be vessels in the hands of the Father. When you go to the book of Galatians, it says every one of us must uphold the truth of the gospel. But there is a contention. That's why the Bible says, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Every time as a child of God, there is a contention. The devil is contending to, to bring us to his side. The devil is contending so that we will not advance according to the purpose of God. The devil is contending that through us, the gospel will not proceed, will not march forward. The devil is contending that the church will not stand. He has brought division in the church. And that's why we see all sorts today in the body of Christ. But I want you to know, if Peter can be vulnerable you and I, we can also be vulnerable. And this is the more reason we need to spend time on our knees. That Lord uphold me that I will not fall in the name of Jesus. As I am a vessel in your hand, I will not become an instrument in the hands of the kingdom of darkness. In the name of Jesus, that your name alone be glorified. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.